Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Jonathan and John. See, I reversed that. John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, Jonathan. You? Welcome, good, everybody. Good. We're going to talk about one of your favorite topics today, New York City closing costs. And you know, it actually is a very, very important topic because it, it affects each and every party in a real estate trans transaction's bottom line, period. And, you know, a lot of people just especially I think first-time buyers, they think that when they're buying, let's say a 400 or 500 or a million dollar property, that there are other costs associated with buying the home. It's just not, oh, okay, I'm going to buy my house and I'm going to get a mortgage and I'm going to close. No, the closing costs are additional fees and taxes that are required to be paid at the time of closing by both buyer and seller. And one thing that complicates things for people is that a lot, you know, if, as a buyer, if you go outside the city, you go to uh, not even just outside the city, pretty much anywhere else in the country, but especially if you're coming from like California, uh, their closing, their transaction costs are just really minimal. And here we're talking about a range of, you know, one to 10%, you know, it could be as low as $5,000 on a, on a co-op under a million dollars, but, um, and, and, but, 10% if you get to the, the upper echelon and there's a big flip tax involved and such. We're going to break it into buyer closing costs and seller closing costs. And as, as we talk about them, there, there are some that could be paid by either one, depending on the situation. But the buyer closing costs, like I said, in a, in a co-op under a million dollars could be as low as 5%. So if it's over the million dollars, a million dollars is where the mansion tax kicks in, which used to be 1%. At a million dollars, $10,000 was the, the mansion tax. But what the city did, la was it last year or the year before? Two years ago. Two years ago. At least two years ago, yeah. Yeah, they, they, as you mentioned, escalated the mansion tax. So now it actually scales up. So one to, I think, three million, it's it's still 1%, then it goes up to one and a quarter, one and a half, but it, it ultimately ends up at 3.9% of the purchase price if you're at 25 million or more. So that's, that's, that's almost, almost a million dollars just for that one fee, which is you know, quite exorbitant, but that's, you know, that's the city needs to make its money or the state needs to make its money. And that's one of the big places where they, they fill their budget. Second big closing cost would be the mortgage recording tax. And that's only, as you mentioned, on the condominium, you have two big closing costs that you get in the condominium that you don't see in the co-op. So the mortgage recording tax, which is just under 2%, uh, either 1.8 or 1.925% of the mortgage amount. Um, so that adds up quickly. If you get to, if you're financing 75, 80% on a $5 million transaction, you know, that becomes an, a, a sizable closing cost. And then the one that you can't get around, uh, which I am not a big fan of, but, and, and think it's sort of an, an outdated thing is the title insurance. Um, so title insurance is a set fee. It's, it does scale up. It depends on it's a little bit different rate uh, based on the mortgage amount versus the, the, the amount that you're putting down cash so that there's kind of a complicated formula. It starts around 0.6% of the purchase price and it sort of scales up from there. Uh, there's also the flip tax, which you mentioned, which is uh, uh, usually only in co-ops. I don't know if I've ever seen a condo with a flip tax, mm -hmm. but 
there is a condominium flip tax, which uh, we're experiencing on the Upper West Side. Really? Yeah. On the Upper West Side, they call it a flip tax in a condominium. Think, it's really, well, I think, the first time. But why don't you explain the flip tax? What actually... Well, the flip tax is a, uh, it's a building imposed tax. So it's just a fee for transferring the apartment. It's just a way that the building can collect income. So it, it's not really something that should be seen as a, a big negative. Frankly, if a building didn't have a flip tax, uh, the maintenance would be higher. So either way, these buildings need income to, uh, to pay all of their expenses. One of those, uh, many of those expenses are totally out of their control. Real estate taxes, for instance, is always 40, 40 to 60% of the maintenance. There's nothing they can do about that. They got to pay that. Bottom line is the flip tax is negotiable yeah. on either side. And to give an idea of the cost on that or the, to quantify it, it can be anywhere from uh, a, a percentage of a net profit, which then it only makes sense for the seller to pay it because it's kind of based off of their numbers. Um, but more commonly now we're seeing it as just a straight percentage of the purchase price. So one to 3% is fairly common. Other fees, this is on both sides of the fence, the, the attorney's fees. So the buyer retains an attorney, the seller retains an attorney. That fee is you know, a flat fee if you're working with a good transaction attorney. Uh, they don't charge by the hour. If you can learn one thing, don't pay your real estate transaction attorney on an hourly basis. That means they don't do this regularly. So that's just a uh, a, a big red flag, but somewhere in the range of 2000 to 4000 is pretty commonplace. On top of that, there are going to be all of the application fees. When you're a buyer in a co-op or a condominium, there's going to be an application fee that you have to pay to the managing agent. They get very creative in terms of what they label other fees, which, you know, my favorite is the, uh, the recognition agreement fee. So uh, in a co-op, uh, there's a standard document that's associated with the bank that comes in, which is a, it's called the Aztec Recognition Agreement, which is a, really just a, a, a formality, but every co-op uses it. And sometimes managing agents, I've seen them charge this uh, handling fee, which is basically them to take the two-page document, sign it, and bring it to the closing table. So they do come up with all the managing agent, just like the co-op uses transactions to, uh, to get some income. Uh, there's a credit report check, uh, which it, they always impose a fee of at least 50 to $75, but I've seen as high as a couple hundred dollars, which nobody pays that much for a, a credit check. Um, and then there's all the little fees if you're financing, uh, it, there's going to be some application fees, the appraisal fee, those sorts of things for a buyer. Um, the only other thing that I would say is that, uh, and you can take it from here on the seller side, is traditionally um, in a new development, there are some fees that a developer will try to pass on to a prospective buyer. When the market was really hot and these developments were selling like hotcakes, um, they, they could easily pass them on. Those fees are the New York City, New York State transfer taxes, which you'll talk about in a minute, as well as their attorney's fee even, uh, which was always more than $2,500 or two dollars to $4,000. They'd always be like a $5,000 fee. 
Um, and then what's still common for the buyer to pay is a contribution to the reserve fund, uh, which is just a factor of the, the monthly common charges. So then the seller. So immediately the largest fee that the seller is going to pay is to the real estate broker. We usually will, uh, in Manhattan, the fee will be usually up to a, uh, up to a million dollars, about 6%, and then it can be negotiated from there. So anywhere between five and 6% is customary. The approximate percentage for the closing costs for a seller would be anywhere between seven to 10% of the sales price. So it's, it, they're, they're, they can be very, very extensive. The next components that create the bulk of the transfer of the closing costs would be, as I incorrectly said, the transfer taxes. They're going to approximate anywhere on the south side of 2% to a little bit over 2%, depending on the price of the home. So just to go over them, the New York City real property transfer tax is 1% for a sale of $500,000 or less and 1.425% for the sales prices for sellers over $500,000. So New York City real property tax, transfer tax 1% under 500,000 or, 500, or below, 1.425% sales above 500,000. The New York City transfer tax, there's also a filing fee of $100. Of course, like you were just saying, the co-op on the uh, recognition agreements, gonna charge the, you know, they, they fee you. New York state transfer tax, is 0.4% of the sale price below $3 million and 0.65%. That's when it escalates on sales of homes over $3 million. So 0.4% and then 0.65%. Those are the bulk. So the brokerage fee, the New York City and New York State transfer taxes, and then the, as you accurately said, the flip tax. Then again, to be a little bit redundant, on both sides of the transaction, you have the seller's attorney's fees anywhere between two, four, four thousand dollars. I would say honestly, in New York City trans, in New York City transactions, if you're paying over four thousand dollars for your attorney fee, I think you're overpaying for that. Uh, but I would say we have phenomenal transaction attorneys that are less than well, the that. The point is, is that these transaction attorneys they have all their systems set up so. This is all they do, or or the majority of their work. Usually, it's like eighty percent of their business is just going through these transactions. So they do volume, so they don't need to charge as much. So they can really get it down to, uh, you know, a multiple or on the on the easy transactions. Only have to really spend a few hours on them all in, including yeah. the closing and everything else. So it becomes yeah. a can be lucrative if they're really good at it. Uh, but then, of course, they get hit just like we do on some of those transactions that require a lot more investment in terms of time to get them closed. Um, so it evens out, you know. Uh, those primary fees are, are the, um, the bulk of the uh, seller's closing costs. Then you have miscellaneous fees. The co-op, to get your things out of the co-op or the condo, they're going to charge you a move-out fee, move-out deposits. Okay, so those have to be um, considered. And then the additional fees, as you talked about, everything from managing agent fees to process your transaction, your closing transaction, to if you have a bank who holds your mortgage, you have the payoff bank uh, fee to get that fee, uh, to get that mortgage paid. Uh, you have um, 
let's say you're closing in the middle of the month and you've already paid your common charges and your real estate taxes. So what they have to do is they've got to do a series of credits and debits to even out, okay, so they're going to prorate your common charges and your taxes. So you don't have to pay the full month. You get that portion back, that kind of thing. I will say that a lot of times buyers feel like they're being nickel and dimed at the closing table because it's like, oh, you got to pay 50 bucks to this person, 75 bucks to this person. I, I think it's the title person at the closing table. It's customary for, for them to like get like a little something like a, like 200 bucks or something like, and I, so listen, you got to rely on your attorney as to what's customary, but there's, there's even a customary fee that it's like a, a tip almost to like, to give that person. I will say, uh, I, I've taught after talking to a few attorneys, after being through all of the COVID times and all of these virtual closings and such, which all sound good, but logistically become a nightmare moving all the paperwork around because I'm still in awe sitting at a closing table when that was a thing and watching the buyer's attorney, the seller's attorney, the co-op uh, managing agent, the, uh, the payoff attorney, the, the bank attorney, all shuffling paperwork around. It's like, if you have good people at the table, it's like a well-oiled machine and they're all just like throwing papers to each other. They yeah. all know what needs to be signed, et cetera. Um, it's still interesting to me. And I still like pick up little things here and there about like, cause I, I like to see what, what the stuff that's being shuffled around, but it happens so quickly with people that are good at their jobs that it's well worth it just for the, the, the fee that you pay your attorney to know that, uh, that they're doing it the right way. Um, and it's very impressive to see when you have four or five different people that are involved in the transaction that all know what they're doing. They're speaking in grunts and moans and like, oh, and this and the one word sentences and just get it done. <laughs> now, all these attorneys are like just begging to get back to that where they could sit in a room for two hours get it done and, and move on with their lives. The, the closing costs for New York City buyers and sellers, they can be a lot. It can be, it can be, it can be a, a big chunk of money. So it's important to be informed with your eyes open going into your transaction, but that's New York City real estate. Yeah, it's always included in the first conversation we have with new buyers, especially buyers that haven't been through it but also even buyers that haven't been through it in, in quite some time, they just forget, you know, time heals all wounds as they say. But um, <clears throat> so it's always a good refresher to let everybody know, okay, this is what you're gonna look like. This, even if it's a seller, this is what your net proceeds will be around about so they can plan accordingly. It, it, our job is to set expectations, you know, and make sure that people aren't surprised by things. And the closing costs are certainly could be a big surprise to somebody if they're not given the information prior to making an offer on a property, et cetera. So absolutely. So with that, thank you all for being a part of the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. Jonathan, great week. I, I'm going to say it one last time. I would definitely buy an apartment from you. So with that, we'll see you all next week for episode 38. 38. Have a great week. Be healthy, safe, and most of all, Remain in gratitude. See you next week.
Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, comment over to our website, johnandjonathansellnyc.com, or you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and everywhere else with the handle at johnandjonathansellnyc. If this show was entertaining, helpful, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts, and we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.